0: You're hogging all the bandwidth, aren't you? Yeah.
1: No, I kicked her off because <laughs> you were dropping out chronically. And I said, oh, was I? Yeah, it was. Just, uh, it hasn't happened for ages, but obviously everyone's on the internet at the moment, so. know, mm. I kicked her off for Netflix.
0: Yeah, fortunately my wife's gone to work. My youngest is in bed, so it's just my oldest playing kind on of my phone.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pixelcast episode 66. I am fresh in lockdown, and despite the fact that I should have a lot of time up my sleeve, I haven't done any prep for this episode, but I am joined by two people that have apparently prepped appropriately. First up is Sean Nichols. No, uh, I,
0: I I, did not prep. I'm I'm, throw, I'm pulling two games from the last podcast back for a rewrite. That's, that's the extent of my prep like that's I'm more, just like yeah, cool. it, it's still more than you but it's yeah it's not like i've
1: actually sat down and made a list oh well that's all right pulling things out of our ass is our specialty speaking yeah. of tim any prep from you mate
2: i mean if by prep you mean finally getting fully vaccinated and actually going out freely for the first time ever in the last couple of days then sure
1: sure sure did you we, get your swaps rolls with swaps rolls i got my did you get your ramen? Last last step you were looking yeah, for Yeah, that ramen. was really good. Although yeah. I
2: can't... Like, because of the very still ineffective state of emergency that's basically like Australia, except with bigger numbers, um, you can't really get beer anywhere, so... Ah. The dream but, of, like, doing that and then going to, like, a like small brew pub or something, that... The second half of that died. Yeah, well, you got the and ramen, at least. It was actually pretty good. Turns out a year and a half without, like, a food that you like that you normally eat a lot. Yeah,
1: go back. Excellent, excellent. Well, tonight, uh, with COVID on everyone's mind in Australia, essentially, at the moment, uh, we thought we'd talk about games that would introduce others to particular genres or even to gaming themselves. A lot of people have turned to gaming uh, to fill up the spare hours during this COVID lockdown period, and we thought we'd uh, perhaps give our suggestions as to which games you should tackle for newbies coming into the genre. But first... We've been playing games because that's what we do. Sean, you're playing a game that used to be a Doom mod that somehow got taken down by ID and now it's a new game. Oh, you know, who'd ever
0: thought you'd hear of a company screwing over a little guy that made a mod, you know, just because of, you know, um, IP infringement and stuff like that, you know. Kind of um, actually
2: sad that ID of all companies, though, because they <laughs> actually,
0: I think, released,
2: like, actual disc releases of mods before in the past. Uh, I think, I think it was more past.
0: Zenimax than
2: Yeah, ID. probably the top parent company that bought them out 10 or 15 yeah. years ago, yeah.
0: Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a, um, ta- uh, tactical turn-based mm-hmm. roguelike so the rip and tear of doom with uh out the fast pace and going oh shit oh shit oh shit as you're struggling to reload and trying to take in everything that's on your screen um so like i mean it's different control wise it's uh for a pc game it's basically either your keyboard or your gamepad and like no mouse controls at all which threw me for a loop at first um not that I was <laughs> not that I was that bothered because I normally play with my gamepad anyway because I'm hopeless with a mouse and keyboard. Um, but in saying that, um, it's I'm kind of on the fence about it. Yeah. To be honest, um, like I can see what they're trying to do, and yeah, you've got like the roguelike aspects of finding weapons and stuff like that, but like it's really only as you get further into the game and you start to maybe, you know, encounter, you know, sort of like the the purple Legendary class ones that all have like a bonus attribute or whatever that helps you out. But see, with most roguelikes, it's the randomness is what makes it challenging and keeps you going back. You know, you never know exactly how your run's going to play. As you're killing enemies, you're leveling up and you can pick from a bunch of perks and you can literally just um, just pick the same build over and over and over again. You, there's no, no forcing you to adapt to a different play style and making you actually have to think about what you're going to do. It's just, okay, I know I can get really far with this build, so I'm just going to do that again.
1: So, yeah. So is there enough, though? It struck me as, you know, taking influences from XCOM, and obviously that's my bag. Um, Is there enough there for an XCOM hound? Honestly, it's extremely XCOM light.
0: Um, Like, if I was to, like, not comparing it to anything else, that's real at the moment but if I was to say you know like if, if this was an XCOM version you'd sort of almost expect it to be like a mobile phone version where it's just you okay. know there's there's no overwatch it's a got a very basic cover system um, in which but you know and the extent of the tactics really was well, for me when I was playing was whichever guy's closest I just shoot at him until he dies and then I move to the next one And, um, like you do have grenades and there's the odd red explosive barrel around, but they're few and far between, um, hitting them. So it was really just, you know, park myself on a corner, shoot, 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 shoot. All right. I've cleared it, move through, see what's in there. Um, there are upgrades and stuff that you can get for armor and whatever, all your weapons and you can choose like which weapons to put them on and stuff. But yeah, it's just, it felt very samey every time that i was playing it um like you know just it wasn't like procedurally generated levels but yeah yeah i was just doing the same thing over and over again like literally not like you know with a game like hades where yeah okay you you're going through all of the set levels and whatever but you're encountering the different gods and getting different power-ups, so you never know exactly how your playthrough is gonna end up. Yeah. You know, you might get offered awesome stuff, and even then, even with the upgrades that I got, it wasn't until I was already, you know, a good chunk into the game, into my run, before I'd get those upgrades that would make any significant difference anyway.
2: So I'm guessing you did mix and max your weaponry and powers a lot in Hades when you are playing that?
0: Um... I just oh, yeah, kind of have to. I sort of you you have to to a degree, but I mean you're also stuck with, you know, like yeah, you'll have the options of one of three different things and whatever. And sometimes you're like, oh no, I don't want to ditch that one because that that one's really beneficial for me. But you know, especially when you're starting a run, you know, you just take what you get. And um, and sometimes you don't even get the 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 powers that you love and whatever, and you just got to make do. But yeah. Like, I mean, it's a, it was a good concept and I loved the cartoon style intro and whatever. Um, I didn't know about its previous incarnation as a mod to do. So when I first saw the cartoon, I'm like, all right, this is a, this is a homage to doom style, you know, with the hell and everything like that. Um, but yeah, but there's just not much story given to you unless you like actively search out and access all the terminals and read all of the emails. Like, I thought maybe they'd chuck some sort of cartoon cutscenes in there or something, but no,
1: you only get the one at the beginning so far. Um, yeah. Uh, well, that's a shame. It seemed like a really cool concept, to be honest. So, Like, maybe
0: if they manage to tweak some stuff and mix it up in future patches. Like, I'm, I'm not a gigantic roguelike person myself. Like, I will play them for a while, but like they don't hook me. but even this like it was a struggle to get into it it was just like okay after like three rounds i'm like it feels like nothing there's nothing different at all to me
2: i would love to see something either like this or like it may be any other given because the roguelikes are like a dime a dozen at the moment yeah. i'd love to see like a professional designer like run through on one hand maybe something like this if it is as repetitive as you're saying it is and on the other hand, like something like Dead Cells or Hades, and like really get into the nitty gritty about why these two games keep you so successfully coming back for more. Mm. And the thing got me thinking about with Hades, there's like, yeah, I, I'm the sort of person who normally like I don't like to like do everything. I kind of want to like hone in and find something and master it, and do it well. But man, hey no, hey, I haven't played Hades. Sorry, Dead Cells. Mm. I absolutely fucked around with a lot of weaponry. And, Weaponry, weaponry in that and they had to be doing something with the design to encourage it because it is not my natural behaviour
1: pattern yeah I think the difference between an average roguelike and an exceptional roguelike is quite significant and there's probably only three or four exceptional ones out there and even then it's probably debatable I mean the two that everyone agree on are Dead Cells and Hades but uh, and Returnal is probably another one that is up there uh, but you know, they just, they just seem to be, it seems to be easy. I remember reading an interview with the developers of Everspace, which was the kind of space shooter
0: yeah, roguelike. they got the sequel coming out. So they got so, the
1: sequel coming out yeah. and they said, it, cause the sequel's gone full RPG. It's ditched the roguelike and gone full like space RPG. It's like free, if Freelancer was an RPG, this is the game. Um, mm-hmm. very cool. Uh, but they said they've done that because... The, the roguelike was uh, a, it came about because of their constraints for money and their constraints for resources they could create a roguelike with what they had that success mm. of the roguelike enabled them to actually make the game they wanted to make, they wanted so, to make. yeah so I, I feel like a roguelike procedurally generated thing is possibly a way for smaller developers to make a game at a at a resource cost that is lower than what a traditional game would be
0: yeah yeah
1: Obviously like, art mean, And level design is, is Significantly reduced Costs there with, with Procedural generation And things
0: Yeah Like I mean I didn't hate the game But it just didn't Grab me And want me Like I, I didn't have That feeling of oh, oh fuck it Let's go again Or, or, or we're gonna, gonna Have another go And see how far I get this time Yeah Just yeah Just didn't have that Real solid hook To keep
1: me coming back For more Nah well, That's a shame all right then tim
2: yeah you're
1: yelling boy still <laughs>
2: pretty much yelling a bit I've, I've gotten through the bit where that hour and a half or so where boy does turn into an absolute little shit yep <laughs> um i guess for anybody who was not listening to the last episode i've been revisiting um the ps4 version of god of war on ps5 still very glorious playing that thing in 60 frames per second I imagine it would be a shock to my system if I went to a friend's place and they were playing it on, like, a base PS4 and it probably seem really lurchy now. And then I'd, like, I'd have a little pinky in the air and be like, ooh, <laughs> my axe flies smoothly. Now, this-
0: not not this- to mention their PS4 would sound like it's ready for takeoff.
2: Oh, sorry. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Why is this room so hot and noisy?
0: Yeah.
2: Man, I mean, I don't know how much there is that actually... Add except i forgot like how much content like this game is freaking massive mm. and it it doesn't at least i've done a decent amount of side questing and it doesn't really have a weak link <laughs> at least i've come across so far um i've avoided the valkyrie battles memory. I, I seem to remember these kind of just like gladiated chamber rooms that's never my bag I, yeah. while i enjoy the combat in this game i want a con i need a framing device around it i just don't want some sort of pure skills test. The, the, yeah. yeah but I, I
0: did
1: those. um yeah,
2: well
0: no, I, um, I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna shut up now
2: <laughs> no you did hey. say you'd started playing it
0: though yes 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 I haven't done any of the Valkyrie ones yet but I remember them from my first playthrough because I was like nah I wanna beat all of them but I think the last two that I had to fight, I just ended up dropping it down to easy mode and even then still struggled a little bit. Yeah.
2: See, I remember the Valkyrie things and I just went, nah, I don't want to be asked with that. <laughs>
0: like, I, think,
1: I think three I like, or four of them are quite especially once by the end of the game, three or four of them are quite simple to take on. But the last couple are uh, yeah, they're nasty. Yeah.
2: It, it's not the sort of thing I get fun from. But like by not doing them and not really missing anything, there is so like there is so much it is such a fleshed out game in a way that sadly probably can only exist because Sony wants this game to make the PlayStation desirable. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to sell you a Season's Pass. They're not trying to sell you DLC. <laughs> Doing any of that. It's just like, here's this huge, fucking beautiful, tight, absolutely massive in content. Um, am gaming, but... I guess the thing that started to strike me a bit more since the last time I spoke was like it's really good with like that sense the way it deals with handing out the update upgrades like the weapons and the treasure and the different crafting materials, with that sense of exploration. Yep. Which is kind of my hook. I'm I've never been a big loot guy like the whole Diablo, and like thing where you just open a chest and like just all of the shit just goes flying on the screen at once. It's like I want to like scouring in corners um and even on the side quest it got me i was doing one for one of the two dwarves that act as your blacksmiths so i'm on this side quest and even on this side quest there is still so much side shit to go down and like if you pay attention look around each corner you'll still find other chests and like other codes to open other doors to go through it's just so meaty and so satisfying the whole way through i i think i'm actually enjoying this maybe more than the first time I it really is like just a benchmark example of like a violent ass action adventure game
1: yeah with Mm.
2: big level up over the ps2 classics just never that big a fan of is the sense of adventure really is there now like this isn't just kind of like blood room blood room blood room yeah like you really the world feels connected
1: yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the original God of War games. I especially enjoyed God of War 3 on the PlayStation 3. I thought that was a fantastic um, showcase of what the PS3 could do.
2: It was a showcase. Um, it's like, oh, I'm playing a motherfucking PS3 game right now and it only took two oh, and a half yes. years.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it looked really good. Um, that Neptune battle right at the start is is amazing. But I was happy. I was done with it. That style had done its stash. It had a good three games, a couple of extra games that kind of felt like, they dragged things on a bit. And then, you know... And I was happy. I was done with it. And I was always going to be done with God of War. But uh, it won me over with just the, that complete change of pace. The, the closer third-person perspective, it makes everything more immediate. It's, it's, you know, a proper story. It's not just Kratos angry at gods for, you know, screwing him over.
2: I mean, he's, he's a- still angry, but, like, they actually... Yeah, delve they, into the reasons for that anger and like, the issues yeah, that surround Quite deeply
1: too, so they don't just skim across it. Yeah, he's an angry man because they killed his first family. All right, You know, it took, um, he, he spent literally thre- three games... He spent three games getting that out of his system So, <laughs> and an entire pantheon of gods in the process. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, I think it's it. one of the best games of the last 10 years easy oh it's
2: if nothing else yeah, I I At the moment,
1: <clears throat> I
2: guess I'm the only person in this podcast who doesn't have kids so I probably possibly lack some of the connection there but just from like it, it is a like, very tightly designed like you just sort of sit back and think man like this game just doesn't seem to have like lulls like the worst bit is when the kid becomes a little shit for her like they oversell it. and like even when like he's like you ask him to do something he just kind of goes whatever yeah and the animation has him, like, limping his shoulders forward and everything. Like, the, even yeah. when it's being terrible, it's doing it well.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a high-quality title. There is no doubt. And it's it's part of the collection, the PS Plus it's collection.
2: Art, if you have a PS5 and a PS yeah. um, Plus
1: subscription, yeah, it's part of the PS4 collection.
2: It's a lot of really good stuff in that PS4 collection. Mm. And considering the lack of really good PS5 exclusives right now.
1: Especially with Horizon getting a- bumped to next year.
2: Mm. Yeah I mean They're all out You've got Demon Souls And Ratchet And Returnal And that's Basically it
1: Yep I mean they'll, they'll have big Call of Duty the Better sort of versions like of other stuff yeah. But
0: well, I mean Bat- Battlefield Battlefield coming out later Will be uh, You know With the Next gen versions of that Um, You know that's, That I reckon Will look pretty good On those new consoles oh, It'll
2: look very oh, yeah. good I mean Horizon's even Cross gen though So it's
1: Yeah I think I think the the uh, that Sony oversold the the need for PS5 exclusive titles uh, in 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 their marketing speak oh, before everything. It worked though.
0: I mean, yeah, <laughs> it
1: yep, worked. It certainly did. All right. Well, I've been playing a brand new game, and once the god the once again the embargo gods have lined up for us. Um, I've been reviewing Humankind. The Brand new oh. strategy, four uh, X strategy killer. game, Civ Killer, Civ Killer. Well, it's not a Civ Killer. Really, it's- we're
2: gonna we're gonna go into like the early two thousands where every game in a in a genre was a yeah. killer of,
1: of <laughs> the game a in that <laughs> genre. Yes, yeah, it's a Civ. <laughs> now, actually, you know what? It's a game that complements Civ really, really well. Um, it doesn't certainly shares DNA with Civilization. And that's, that's inescapable. Like, you, you boot up this game, and, and if you've played Civ, you immediately feel, you know, pretty comfortable with it. Um, but it does enough to make things different and it stand on its own. The, the key hook, the one that they talked about in all the marketing, is the fact that your cultures... So your culture st- starts as a culture you choose. Um, for example, I, I started with the Babylonians. Um and you, you start with that culture and as you meet certain goals of your civilization you know your population level reaches a certain level you've got a wonder and, and things like that you gain era stars and once you've got enough era stars you can choose a new culture or if you'd like you can stay with the same culture so huh uh what what that does then is though so it'll go so for example babylonians are obviously extinct like that was a culture that didn't survive um so it'll give you a choice of uh you know a culture from that next kind of time period that you can choose from be romans or the norse or or, you know whatever um or you can play what if and continue on as Uh, the babylonians Um, And and that's the big difference, I think, humankind between civilization and humankind. Civilization tries to play within the realms of known history, pretty much. Like, it follows history pretty well. Whereas humankind plays a lot in the what-if space. Like, what would happen if... Um, This
2: kind of sounds more fun to me, actually.
1: Yeah. So, for example, my first playthrough, I started as Babylonians. I moved into Romans. I went from Romans to... Uh, Edo Japanese uh, Edo Shogun era um, yeah. went through the, back to Italians uh, and then ended up as Australians um, hey. and so each obviously each civilization has its own feel towards units and buildings and things like that but the game very cleverly starts to mesh those in your cities so you'll see Influences of Japanese culture, you'll see influences of of uh, European culture all mixed in in all your cities and your and your and your uh, buildings and your wonders and all that. It becomes this kind of mishmash of cultures, and you get the bonuses from your previous cultures as well. So you've essentially created your own culture uh, right. as, a challenge as you play for you, through. So.
2: You need to create the Blade Runner future.
1: <laughs> so it doesn't quite get that far in the future um, with it. And it also it's also a game that focuses more on the journey of the civilization than a victory by a prescribed condition. So, for example, civilization, you've got six key ways to finish the game. You've got science, religion, culture, diplomacy, uh, war, or there's just the points victory. Um This, you've got ways to win like that. There's a war victory and things like that. But it's not really about that. It's more about succeeding as a civilization as a whole as opposed to kind of just running down one path and trying to win by one path. Um, You get a lot, uh, like there is a point system and you get points for having wonders and you get points for diplomacy and things like that. And the best way to get points is to get it from a whole bunch of sources. Instead of just following one prescribed path towards victory, so it's very much about living with the other cultures as opposed to dominating the other cultures, and and as a result, trade and diplomacy are also very important and they work very well. They're not confusing like Civ can sometimes be. Um, it, it's it's a really well put together game. The only the only major problem I have with it is when you're getting towards the end of a game uh it does get a little bit lost quite easily you're not quite sure what you should be really doing because of that all in encompassing kind of philosophy it, it does make the end part of the game as you strive towards your final turns a little bit I guess less guided and, and uh I, I imagine that'll probably settle down once I've spent you know as many hours as I spent with civilization with it um that all in before embargo <laughs> no 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 well the review the review is going up tonight but um it, it's it's a really really good effort it is like a properly good game and because of its different like different nature it it does sit alongside civilization quite well it's not a one or the other situation like you can no, like both of them
2: out- at a ha- handy time where there is no new Civ to really stick into right now, so
0: yeah, and
1: Civ Civ Six is you know what, five years old now, um, five or six years old now, so Damn. Uh, uh, there's 5, there's gosh. there's a, there's a market for it there, and I think I think it's going to do very well. It's coming to Game Pass Day One too, so like. Just give it a crack if you've got a PC Game Pass. It's it's really good. It runs well. It's got a nice aesthetic to it, a bit, bit more, I guess, cartoony in look than Civ is. Um,
2: I can dig that.
1: But it, it kind of works because you're making these mashes of cultures. So that cartoony kind of style kind of suits these kind of mishmash buildings and things that you get in your Civ. Uh, it's it's very good, uh, very very good. I think anyone that's the anyone that's dug Civ at all, over the years is going to really enjoy this. There's, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Actually, I think Amplitude Studios have done stuff like Endless Space, uh, and a couple of others previously. But this is like their first real shot at taking on Civ and for a first shot, it's a hell of a shot. You know, they've done really really well, and I, I think it's going to get, get lot five of fans. years
2: to make a sequel. Damn.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, and it's the sort of game that can be. They'll, they'll once it gets out in the wild, I'll imagine they'll, they'll there. will be little tweaks here and there of, of things, you know, to tighten the experience and stuff like that. Once they've got a player pool that can, you know, really test it out.
0: Um, Civ's,
1: yeah, Civ's always done yeah. the last three or four Civ games have always done that. You know, they get they get the good feedback from that first six months, and and you know, it's almost a a new release at that six months point where they released that first big patch and, and everything's tightened and tweaked and you know, down to a fine art. So I imagine this will be a game the same, but it's it's very good game. How,
2: how yeah. do you rate it as a lockdown game? Because that seems like it's gonna be relevant to a lot of people. Oh, it's a month.
1: really like if you've got the patience for a Civ style game, perfect. Like, it really is. It 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 probably it it does a better job of onboarding new players than Civ does too, which is really nice. So some some of the more complex things like trade routes and things like that in Civ uh, have been simplified. Um, so that makes life, you know. And, and frankly, I always thought trade routes and stuff were too too fiddly in Civ. So this is nice to me. Um, to, to set up a trade route, you simply do it through diplomacy. You you talk to whoever owns the city. And you say, I'd like to swap you hey, resources. Hey, I've got this. Do you want this? Mm. Let's go. And that sets up the trade route instead of having to get a truck to come and make a road and do all this other shit. And yeah, you know. So yeah, I think it will do a better job of onboarding new players than people that have, that, than Civ does because Civ is very daunting and there's a, a wall of text as soon God. as you start. I mean, um, I still yeah
2: remember my brother when he bought Civ 2. And it was the only game he ever played for like two years. Mm back when we were both in probably middle school that back when re- real instruction books were still a thing it was an instruction book like it was a fucking wow. book
1: it was the yellow pages it was like flight sim books back then too they were
2: oh man <laughs> <laughs> like any enthusiasm i had to maybe try that as well like i even, i just looked at that thing as like i
1: yeah i, I nope. want
2: to play this game someday
1: so yeah humankind does a great job of onboarding new people and i i'm really excited to play more of it it's civs always the game that i've played you know it's it's like tropico for me it's a game on a sunday afternoon you've got a quiet sunday afternoon you sit down and bash out a few hours have a bit of fun um it's a comfort game so i think this is going to fall in that category quite nicely and i think a lot of people are going to be pretty impressed
2: cool those people have been long starved they deserve something tasty um, yes we're waiting on for to do
1: something (laughs) come on guys new XCOM would be great anyway (laughs) we're gonna have a break now Tim's gonna get some music um, Baba Yetu would be really good Tim if we're allowed to use that he <laughs> <laughs> probably won't notice yeah <laughs> we're not making any money off it so yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll be back to talk about icebreakers uh, icebreaker games and games that will get people into different genres and game, gaming in general Welcome back everybody and we're here Uh, We're going to talk about games that welcome people to gaming We're going to talk about games that maybe are not as complex or not as daunting As a lot of games can be to people that don't play games regularly Um, But not necessarily bad games Like just because they're not as uh, complicated as other games doesn't make them bad We're, We're trying to find those perfect icebreaker games That would welcome people into specific genres or into gaming as a whole I'm going to kick things off by looking at Tim. Um, well, just look at me I then. Your you're, you're, you're eyes are looking down. Randomly picked him. And, well, that's where you are. You're down on my screen. Uh, <laughs> Tim. Yeah. Can you think of any games that are great to, to welcome people into gaming? Uh, into a particular I mean, genre or into I mean, a, The big catch with this question is the first thing you really have to do is know the person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And and go from there. I actually, like, freaking lent Gabriel Knight 3 to a friend at university because it seemed like a thing she'd be interested in. And I would absolutely never, never recommend that game as a general game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Scenario. Um, we did, during a topic of, like, Friends Together thing last week, like, Jackbox is probably a great way to get the idea of video games not being that scary into a lot of people's minds who... Mm, May only be open to it because oh we're in lockdown now, whatever. We need to try something, and this is not complicated at all. But it gets you into that space where you are using a computer in some capacity to play games. Yeah. Um, the big thing I'm gonna fall back on is probably, and this is unfair because it's one of my favourite games ever, but um, Journey. Yeah, that's a good call actually. Like it's still kind of fiddly to play with, but you will because it's so friendly and you will get carried through and it is just like just such an aesthetic marvel even now um I've given that to a couple of friends <laughs> she gave it to one when I a couple of weeks after I first played it when it first came out in 2012 gave it to a friend who almost never played games literally just sat down I, I just, I'm, I'm just sitting here in a corner and drink a beer and watch you play this game and she struggled with it for a while but she was raving with it to friends like a month later
1: yeah once once it got the hooks in
2: cuz i mean you, you, you can't fail though so it, like so long as yeah. you have the patience
1: and and it, and it kind of also teaches like basic gaming It'll, concepts like twin stick controls yeah and, and but you can get by control. pretty well
2: with having a shitty go with the camera oh.
1: yeah um, well, that that, that on would the other be- hand- into platformers and you know 3d adventures and you know ratchet and clank <laughs> <laughs> that's a big
2: like, a game from from a game with no guns to a game with yeah. all of the guns <laughs> but they're inventive guns and then also part of what journey does is that it, it reshapes what i mean if you're talking about somebody who just doesn't play games and their impressions mm. come from watching friggin a current affair or whatever yeah. then it would also like really reshape your idea of what exactly video games can be and can do for you yep. um journey i've said this before like that game made me feel good about people that is a very hard thing to do
1: it's pretty hard to feel good about people at the moment isn't it so <laughs> more of that is welcome yeah
2: i mean i mean Journey's just like the most accommodating thing ever um but i am looking i've i've beside me i should maybe throw these out because it's completely useless now i've got like a bunch of Mostly of the empty PC, DVD-ROM cases, half of which came with a Steam key and no disc inside. Yeah, I yeah, them. yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a copy of Saints Row 3, or is it 4 here? I'm thinking, like, the intro to that game for a certain subsect of people, and you will know who they are. Yeah. <laughs> you could sell somebody on trying Saints Row 4 by just having them play the first 10
1: minutes. Play the, yeah, yeah. If you've got any Naked Gun or Hot Shots fans amongst your family, Saints Row is probably a winner. <laughs> I mean if you
0: look, just don't to spoil really. the yes. intro
1: if you like know a person who would
2: be into it if your character climbs up the outside of a rocket ship while all of your teammates get like radio in over the top please don't do this you're wasting your life phone calls while the friggin Armageddon song plays <laughs> <laughs> that, that scene kind of cumulates with you falling into a landing in the White House and becoming the president of the United States of America yeah you will know who the people this game will appeal to are, and like everything going on from there is that silly. It is a bit more mechani- mechanically inclined, but the tone of that game is so strong.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it also it's it is a game that um, is quite forgiving too. Yeah, like it, it, I've always it said, Saints Row. if you want to play
2: as whatever you want to play as, you go nuts.
1: Yeah, I've always I've always said Saints Row by being. This game that manages to take aim at everything in its humour is actually more welcoming than just about any open world game out there.
2: Because it takes aim, but it doesn't. It doesn't judge. It's just having no.
1: fun with everything. I think. Yeah, I think that's the key. You know, it's, it never punches down. It, it always punches with or up. I guess. <laughs> or just
2: wherever, really. Wherever, really, and then
1: yeah, it's never mean. I guess to anything. Except you know the bad guys, but you're killing them anyway, so that that, oh, that entitles a, a fair bit of meanness. Sure,
0: violating them with certain weapons.
1: Not in four. No, that had the dubstep gun, which is the greatest oh, yeah, weapon yeah. in yes. in <laughs> in history. Is the dubstep gun? <laughs> People start dancing to dubstep and their heads explode. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so it's I've got a couple. I've got a couple of uh, games that are definitely on the list there for um, what you can use as, as gateway games. I mean, as we talked about in the last uh, last podcast, Stardew Valley yep. is a game that's very relaxing, very chilled. You know, you can do everything on your own time frame. Go
2: the up there probably helps as well, though, because it's yeah. also weirdly daunting early on, actually. <laughs> There's so much stuff you can do in that game.
0: there is there is a lot but i mean you can literally just farm and just do that if that's all you want to do you know you're not forced to go on to do anything and um yeah same with uh a game like minecraft like yeah it gets really complex down the track and originally when it came out you had to you know you had to learn what the recipes were and whatever um Nowadays on at least on consoles I'm not 100% sure how it is on PC but on console you just if you've got the ingredients you can just bang create it at, at your crafting table so that takes a lot of the frustration out of the, out of trying to discover you know the right combination of items in what slots in order to make stuff um so, you know, and, and as we mentioned last night, it just, you can basically let your creativity run wild. You can just, you can either play it survival mode and, you know, try and find everything to build everything properly, or you can just switch it to creative who gives the stuff and just, you know, build a giant freaking treehouse, you know, with a lava fountain if you want. Um, it doesn't, you know, it, it's just, it just, it's more about exploring the creativity. You know, and that's why... I oh, just
2: dump a kid in front of Minecraft on the first day they're old enough to talk and they'll figure it out, I think. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my, my almost eight-year-old loves it, you know, and she will sit there and play it and she's like, oh, have a look at my house. And she, you know, she's got this whole, you know, four-story house built and there's, you know, different rooms yeah. for different things and she's recently discovered they've got axolotls in there. So she's trying to get axolotls and she going this this is gonna be the pool for my axolotl daddy <laughs> all right cool you know it's just
2: think the big part of the i don't think you could onboard an adult into minecraft as like a gateway to gaming but for kids i think there's like they don't have a preconceived idea of what anything they're making should be yet no and that's probably very very liberating for like the just a sheer building whatever the fuck
1: yeah it's yeah. just a, this blank that- canvas that you could do whereas, whereas I would be like with. this
2: house doesn't look like what I thought it was going to look like I'm disappointed I'm de- I'm demoralized I'm going to walk away now 10 year old me <laughs> would have just been like bam 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 whatever
1: yeah. yeah like when you used to make spaceships with your Lego they never looked like a spaceship but you thought they looked like a spaceship yeah and yeah. it was a cool as long, as long it, it cool, had a, a pointy, a pointy
0: yeah. end and something that looked like an engine at the back it was a spaceship
1: yeah that's you know? it.
0: maybe some wings maybe not <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah apart from those um, human fall flat it was a game that I discovered um, when looking through for potential candidates for my uh, couch co-op video series, which has just started last week. Um, and yeah, that one, that one I actually, I originally did a video with my youngest playing that game, but the sound bugged out, so I've got to redo it, but in from the start of that like you know it, it's it does hold your hand like you can pick up these remotes and stuff and it teaches you how to do everything and then it's just it's just a puzzle platformer like there's no consequences if you miss a jump you just fall back into the world and you know but it really it it's it provides a foundation of you know part platforming part logical puzzle solving you know thinking okay so how do i get that box from over there to here to hold this switch down and stuff like that and i was actually really impressed with what i saw when i was playing that with my
1: youngest i I, there's a very similar game to that called gang beasts which is kind of got that same jelly type character um i
0: tried that but it just it's it, it seemed like it was more of a one like a fighting thing. It is. It is. It's, it's like a,
1: a team a team fighter. You know, you get four players, and it's a game that they had at the local um, video game bar in Canberra, and I went out there with my wife one time. She doesn't play video games. Um, and we sat there and played that and she loved it because it was a simple concept it's these kind of wonky people that were physics based and you kind of had to grab them and throw them off the edge or you know the, the, put them into the meat grinder and whatever else was on there it's all very silly and, and jelly like yeah. characters and it was a simple concept pick up a play but um, yeah it was, it's, a, it's, it's almost perfect sort of game for that environment where gamers are coming in with people that aren't gamers and it's going to be something that pleases the crowd. Or If you have Street Fighter there, that's no fun. because Yeah, the game you have is that gonna... one
0: guy that just annihilates yeah. everyone, you know, knows how to pull the moves and whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you come and visit and we play Mortal Kombat, Sean, and you feel upset. And you just... <laughs> you. Every year. And yet I still keep
0: coming down. Yeah. For the marathon, although COVID may put the kibosh on that this year, yeah, it might do. But yeah, I,
2: I, think might, have the, to,
0: I yeah. might have to stay up all night in my laundry room and join You've, you that way.
2: I mean, we're speaking to a specific age range here, but it's so long as there's nobody who's too good at it. Street Fighter is actually a pretty good way to go, yeah. especially if you have people in their thirties, because they will have memories
1: of it whether they want to or not. Yeah, mm. and you know, and they all know that if you smash the punch button. E Honda or Dewey's. I can do like Chun or, Li and then yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. So they they know that because everyone played Street Fighter at the arcades if they're in the, of that age. Or
2: the roller recently. skating ring or the fish and chip shop because that's where yeah. it was back then.
1: Or the Super Nintendo, you know. Um, Mortal Kombat's also worth mentioning because it brings in a crowd quite well, especially for people, you know, of a certain type, that 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 gory nature of Mortal Kombat makes for a great spectator sport i think Mm. um it's a bit harder to get people with playing it with mortal kombat but yeah it certainly brings i remember that was a huge thing as a kid people you would just line up and watch mortal kombat because of the fatalities that was you you know
2: oh it was huge also you felt like if your parents knew what you were looking at (laughs) there.
1: no see i was always the kid and i did get to play it at home i'd be like dad come and watch this i've just pulled oh, his yeah, spine really, out his asshole really you know <laughs> Boy, we grew up in different worlds we, when we were going to mega drive we got the
2: six in one cart and it had streets of rage on it we were forbidden from playing that copy of streets
1: oh of rage. ouch and i think like yeah. a
2: year later like we finally were like sneaky enough to do it. we had a friend sleeping staying around for the night and the parents had like some dinners party whatever yeah and so we like played Streets of Rage for like an hour and it like it felt so badass as well because you we weren't supposed to be, like an eleven year old feel like you're totally the hardest in the face of <laughs> you.
1: Oh yeah. Um actually Streets of Rage is probably another one worth mentioning. The new Streets of Rage um is out and it's very good. Uh, I would say that genre in general, but there aren't that it, many of them, there, so there's not there's a few well, there's more indie one ones popping up now. Yeah. Um, River City Girls um, is one that came out two years years ago. They re-released the
2: Scott Pilgrim Mm -hmm. one like a few months ago
1: as well, I think. Mm. Also, there's um, the new Ninja Turtles one coming that's based on the old Turtles in Time and arcade game. That's going to be another one for the 30-somethings. Yeah, it's called Shredder's Revenge, and it looks like the old arcade game. So... um, Obviously, they're riding on the coattails of they went. Oh, Streets of Rage had a good comeback. Let's go. Yeah, it's only a matter of time yeah. before we get Final Fight.
0: All <laughs> right, I'm a. I'm gonna swing this back, back single, with his, you know, yeah. shirt out. Shirt I'll off. Try and swing
2: this back a little, single player, because apparently we're doing this because of lockdown. And a lot of these games, yeah. like the appeal, yeah, is with really others. does revolve around having a crowd in the room. Um, the one thing I was kind of wondering if it was going to come up without my help would have been like almost anything telltale.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking the telltale. business way
2: that company went is going a little bit. Uh but and they have some plus like ups and downs but pick one of the pretty good ones I would actually weirdly
1: suggest Borderlands. Uh, telltale, yeah Borderlands, Borderlands game. Is the first the best walking Borderlands Dead, game Um and the wolf uh the Wolf, wolf Among Us was Wolf Among Us. Yeah. yeah. They're probably Any the best imagery, ones. I would,
2: I would say yeah. Borderlands easily. Like, you, again, you can't really fail um, behind the scenes. A lot of the stuff is fake, even if you feel like you are. Like, it yeah, makes yeah. sense. I mean, fairly recently learned by reading up on it, like when you say or do something mean or nice, and it says, this character will remember that you said or did that. Like, no, they don't. Like, there's mm-hmm. literally nothing going on under the hood. They literally say that and just yeah, let you react
1: to it. <laughs> let you react and let you come up with the um, way you choose but um, it's also it's unlike
2: i mentioned before with say life is strange where like the even with the ability to rewind time in that first game the choices actually get really really intense the telltale ones are pretty good with the oh you could also cast this as a criticism but if we're trying to onboard people maybe not yeah yeah pretty good with giving you a sense of consequence without it ever being too like you feel like you're doing anything too dire most of the time
1: yeah I, yeah, I, th- I think Telltale. Um, also, the the games that um, are in the the Dark Pictures anthology. If for someone that likes horror, that's the same sort of thing. Like almost that interactive movie where it's like choose your own adventure uh, as a video game. I think that works really well. So if you've got a, a horror fan that wants to get into games, I, I would yeah, hundred percent recommend. You know, any of the House of the, the House. House Pictures Anthology or whatever it's called, um, because that's they act like a telltale game in that you've got binary choices or sometimes you've got like four choices, a few little quick time events. So as long as you can kind of look at a controller, you're pretty good. And um, they've got really good stories that you know make you want to see what happens and see how your influences uh, affect that story. So I think I think they're an ideal. Entry point, yeah. And say so a little more complicated. You'd have to pick your battles more
2: carefully here. So, I intentionally wanted to get here. I'm reversing yeah. the direction that Telltale went. Is a if you could find a friendly enough point-and-click adventure game, mm. um, that would be hard. I would actually say you'd actually have to go. You'd have to skip over the classics unless they're been remade. Um, Broken Sword Five definitely like was more accessible than the previous ones. I'd still say the first is the best. The, the newer they, Sam and Max games that Telltale mailed. Yeah, more... those are also pretty good. And Max, pretty much anything from, like, probably 2008 onwards-ish. Yeah. Because they got pretty good at baking hints into the system anyway. And yep. they kind of got over that problem where the game was actively trying to stop you. It's like, no, you you want people to feel like they're making some sense of progress. So sadly, yeah. I could not recommend any of the old Sierra Quest games. They would. Oh, no, no. King's Quest was a mm-hmm. nightmare be terrible yeah. for somebody in this day and age to try and like um the lucas last one's probably hold up a little bit better
1: even still like they're very like i remember the original sam and max and i played a fair bit of that that was very that game It's great but it's you it's want,
2: super obtuse but you want you want somebody who knows how to think about those games before before they well, take I, the sam
1: and max here yeah.
2: Yeah, so I kind of want to say Broken Sword Five specifically. I remember one or two puzzles in there were a little off, but it did like it very like it had staged from memory, staged clues that it would give mm. you, which helps. Because
0: um, I, I remember. I, I, I remember playing yes, back in the day, um, Full Throttle.
1: Yeah, don't um, um, and that one,
0: like I mean, that was that, that was would prior probably be the better. Or, and whatever, and yeah. they what, last year, I think they released a remaster that's on Xbox Game Pass? Yeah, Tim, I think Tim Pass.
2: managed to get all of his stuff yeah. cleaned up a little bit. The Day the Tentacle one was actually very good, although that,
1: that one's maybe a, a little one. bit too exactly. much yeah. unless you,
2: you're dealing with a friend who's already in No, room. but
1: full, full Throttle's definitely doable, I think, by someone as long as they can work a mouse, really, and, and it's a cool story. There's no doubt. Yeah. The polecats are unreal. It's a shame we can't say
2: Psychonauts. Absolutely no way. It-
1: no, no. The new one I think will be, um, from what I've played of it, Psychonauts Two. I think will definitely Even be a with lot. With the friendly. full three D, like the whole idea of a three D platformer yeah. is a. It it, it it does require that dexterity that two thumbsticks uh, calls for, uh, which is you know it's a big it's a big stumbling block for people. Uh, is, oh,
2: is- that was. If we, you remember back when I was first introduced to camera control, and I was playing video games as my primary hobby, and it was still yeah. like, I don't want
1: to learn how to do this. Yeah, I, I fought it
2: forever. You know, I was a keyboard even, and mouse control as well. Oh, I'm just going to use the arrow keys and the space bar for these first-person shooters.
1: Yeah, that's it. When Juke 3D came out, and it had mouse look in it, and I like, I was like, no, nah, I don't need that. Why would I need that? You know, I just use the. I've been using the arrow keys and space bar with Doom forever. So, you know. <laughs> it's weird how long it took to actually figure that out like System Shock versus System Shock very good game
2: went back to it a decade ago it actually has mouse look but not by moving the mouse it's like a keypad up in the top of the screen that you click on to look up and down
1: yeah, yep 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 it it is it is a difficult concept for people one of the games I was actually going to recommend is um, Mario and Rabbids
2: Uh, yeah possibly
1: because by its nature, a turn-based game doesn't, um, you know, put Intimidate any pressure on much. people, um, because you've got all mm-hmm. the time in the world to make your choices. Um, and Marion Rabbits is a very pure form of that, you know. It, and it's not a bad game at all. It's a very, very good game. No, it's. I really
2: uh, like that game. Actually, yeah,
1: I really like that game too. And it's just it's simplified the complexities of something like XCOM into a into a a game that everyone can tackle I guess without having to have this inherent knowledge of what a turn based strategy game is and cover and overwatch and all those other terms that anyone that's played XCOM knows but you don't need to know that in Mario Rabbids it, it teaches you it guides you it's got an easy mode that doesn't punish you for choosing easy mode like it's got all the right think- things to, to welcome people into, into the genre and gaming in general because it doesn't require any dexterity or anything like that. It, You can take all the time in the world. It does
2: get a little bit challenging, but... Yeah, but you
1: can at least you, get a
2: decent way in.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's World... I think it's probably World 5 before I got... You know, almost like super challenged by it. So I think there's a fair lead in there. And you don't want a game that people get into and then all of a sudden fall out of because it doesn't present them with any sort of you know no, sense of accomplishment line. Mm. so I think that that's I, a really good one
2: but you've reminded me how sad I am that all of these new X whatever Super Mario Brothers version whatever how much personality they're like because I think they're on the right track with it. again like getting it to be more approachable mm. but it always just feels soulless
1: yeah yeah. The 2D... I think... I should, I should be able to think of a bunch of 2D platformers. I'm actually really struggling. I think they're all... I think by their nature, 2D platformers are tough. Like...
2: That's so easy to pick up and understand.
1: Yeah. Like, you can understand jump over whole hit
2: enemy. Like...
1: But, I mean, you look at some of the best ones, like Donkey Kong Country, um, the recent ones, they're tough mm. games. They're like properly challenging games. No, you they are yeah. not easy. Yeah. So at all. Fantastic games, don't get me wrong, but yeah, they they make you want to throw the controller at points. <laughs> <laughs> like something like, yeah, Hollow Knight, nope. Nope. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Even Shovel
2: Knight's like a little bit too hard, although it feels really good. Like it
0: it's an odd does it does as, it have to be e- easy though? As long as like it's a sort of thing that as you said, as long as they get what they're doing, yeah. you know. It doesn't necessarily have to be I, an easy game.
1: And I think that's where the original Mario games did so well, like the original like Super Mario World. Mm. The first the pure the experience first one of Super one Mario was yeah. insanely difficult. Like, but you kept never coming back. It. Yeah. You knew where all the warp zones were. To try and get up the level eight straight away.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't know about them, and I, I didn't have anybody that knew about them either. So you know, I didn't oh, have a copy really. Of the that was the shit that went yeah. around the school. Yeah, like, everyone talked about it, that shit. It was like
2: it was schoolyard. One I, I person was in the magazine, road. and then everybody yeah. found out.
0: I was in a lower socioeconomic area. I I had the Nintendo, one other kid had a Sega. That was it. <laughs> in our year, <laughs> yeah. we were the only two gamer kids. So, you know, I I didn't oh, really have yeah, anyone yeah. to talk talk with about it, you know?
1: It was that it was that definitely that schoolyard sort of thing that's how secrets and fatalities and everything got passed around was in the schoolyard back then.
0: Mm, you you taking oh, gaming and swap it with your mate and whatever.
1: Oh. Yep you just dropped down yeah. for a sec that's all you're back now yeah
0: sorry
2: so though like I don't think being easy like there's a difference between easy and accessible
1: yeah
2: I guess and if a game gets like really really tough when you're not committed to the hobby in the first
1: place that's off-putting like you don't say hey you... first video game try Dark Souls
2: okay <laughs> <laughs> I got
1: yeah <laughs> Barry would
2: got some Bloodborne over here it's really yeah, yeah. good yeah <laughs>
1: It's funny no, though I mean, we're if talking if about. Get... Well, you go. Yeah, I was just going to say we're talking about introducing people also not only to gaming but to different genres, and that can almost be as tough. And I was actually thinking of like the the born genre, and it's one of those ones that I've I've kind of wanted to dive into, but I've never I've always bounced off it pretty hard. Well, there are so mm. many types of games now. Like realistically. Yeah. You don't have to be able to get
2: into everything. Um,
1: But in that instance, I thought Jedi Fallen Order does a very good job of introducing Soulsborne concepts um, without the... the Star Wars wrapping
2: probably helps. Yeah, that that Um, wrapping helps, and
1: it's less obtuse than a From game. Any game that's actually tied
2: into, like, a popular movie or piece of media that doesn't suck, and there are more of them now than used to be when they were kids. Yeah, yeah. That may not be the the um, worst way to go. I'm just going to throw Bastion out there because I'm looking at my Steam list and going, yeah. Yeah. Like, that game is very straightforward to pick up, but a lot of fun and it hooks you immediately. Uh, like, with that so wonderful storytelling. Going on. Yeah. Like, the world's c- literally collapsing around you. You've got the narrator there and he's got, like, his bo- his voices. See, this is why I cannot agree with you, say that, like, Kratos has by far the, like, hands down the best voice performance in video games because there, there are just some out there that are really good. Oh, uh,
1: no, no, no. It's, it's the absolute best ever but it's certainly a, I think it's one it of the best casting it. choices it's uh, perfect casting you yeah, could not yeah. cast better but same
2: yeah. with the narrator in Bastion like man like I could listen to that guy like on a rocking chair like, yeah. sipping
1: whiskey, telling me stories. <laughs> yeah, you need audiobooks read by that guy, you know? <laughs> I, I would start reading audiobooks. Like reading I, I'd, audiobooks I'd listen to, to Eat, Pray, out. Love if he read it out to me. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm not a person who will go to a movie based on the actors at all. Yeah. My girlfriend recently gave me a How Old Are You based on what the how many of these famous people you recognize BuzzFeed quiz, and I knew, like, three of them. Quite proudly, I do not give a shit about celebrities. But if you told me that this book... Irrespective of who wrote it or what the book was about was read by the Bastion guy. <laughs> I would probably give...
1: Give it a go. a spin. Yeah. <laughs> there are a few, uh, yeah, performances, I guess, in games that that are memorable like that. And yeah, got, Kratos is one of them, but uh, definitely the Bastion guy, the old fella. It's just such that soothing country porch but type voice
2: soothing but gravelly at the same
1: time yeah yeah like like an old blues singer or something you know he breaks out into a version of Boom Boom and plays some John Lee Hooker and <laughs> very cool um, anything else we can think of that, that welcomes people uh, in it is it's very daunting now I, I would, think
2: for, I mean actually if you want something with a Camera control is to be taught, but doesn't matter. Something like um, say Gone Home. Yeah, or
1: Dear Esther, or
2: probably a little bit less The Esther. I've actually um, I've actually forgotten the name of one of my favourite games of last generation. Now that's really
1: embarrassing. Um, crap. What become of Ada's Finch?
2: Yes, that game is amazing. Yeah, and I think most people would be able to muddle their way through it and have a really meaningful
1: experience from it yeah because because it's a story it's it's like it, it's once again an interactive story it's about it's like exploring
2: and like just trying to yeah. find the way through to each point like it doesn't require so i i get i might in my head could be completely wrong but i think my main issue here is like things for example that third person camera it's like the basic dexterity and the amount of stuff you're expected to be able to translate into controls mm. immediately if you haven't been like eased into that like I mean, it's different when you start as a kid. You see this, everything is new to you. So, of course, everything yeah. is hard to do. But when you're an adult,
1: like, if you don't know how to do it immediately, you're going
2: to yeah. lose interest and, in, like, go read a book or turn on Netflix or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think um, that's where, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, movies, movie-based games um, would help cushion the blow. Also, things like golf. Or, you know, that's a concept that like Mario golf or everybody's golf, you know, it's, it's that.
2: I hate golf, but everybody's golf is pretty fun.
1: You know, it's just that simplified version of the sport that anyone can, you know, as long as you can press a button three times. And there's a reason why Wii Sports was like, like this kind of bonding experience. Yeah.
2: Um. A terrible example for right now, because that is an app, like, that That game is where all of Nintendo's crappy little family photo shoots began. Yes.
1: <laughs> all their advertising. Remember that era, Like, a yeah, decade yeah. of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> now they've got Isla Fisher doing Ring Fit. <laughs>
2: yeah. Actually, Ring Fit, you can could, you could probably do worse, actually, as a lockdown sales pitch. Like, this game. Yeah, like, yeah. I still haven't played it, but I've heard it is legitimately actually kind of
1: adventure like it 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 also does bust you fairly well too so
2: it succeeds in both counts
1: i I mean it's not going to test a a world-class athlete but joe blow that's been sitting on his freckle in lockdown is probably gonna get a bit of a challenge out of it
2: and certainly plenty of people thought that way because during the first lockdown we we weren't state of emergency in japan where i actually did not leave the home for a month until nobody was behaving in this stuff like I did look into buying it, and it was only available for like double the price of what it was supposed yeah. to retail.
0: Like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, I'll stick with my uh, Beat Saber and
1: Box VR for the fitness-wise yeah. stuff because that really gets me going. Oh, Tetris so, Effect! Tetris Effect, yes. Yeah. Like, most people, even if they haven't played video games, understand the concept of Tetris.
2: Yeah, my girlfriend surprisingly had never played Tetris before, but. Holy crap, Tetris! In fact, there was a month there when she like that was when she figured out how to turn my PlayStation on by herself, <laughs> <laughs> and where I was, and I was just being sent to bed early. This is like I can't stay up and do this anymore.
1: Well, speak, speaking of, um, you mentioned Tetris Effect and Box VR, and that VR is a wonderful way to get people into games. Mm. If you've got the gear, like because it comes with that. Sense of wonder, it's that, that curiosity. I'd... This is this future we were sold in these cartoons, and then yeah, guess... yeah, you know. And like, I I actually got my dad to play. Um, I think it was one of the the little Eve shooter games. You were just sitting in a turret in a spaceship, shooting at enemies coming at you, kind of like that scene in Star Wars where they're in the Millennium Falcon shooting mm-hmm. Tie Fighters. Yep. So that was that was basically the game. But you know, I sat my dad in it, and he. He's, he's standing there and as as the pod moves out over open space and he looks down and he almost freaks out you know it's like oh, oh well, <laughs> you know and he's tu- he's just turning around naturally and yeah I, th- I think VR is it's very good great as a one night night curiosity thing if nothing else I yeah mean, I, mean, I mean I eventually sold my PSVR
2: I had a lot of fun with it but it's weird how lazy we are because <laughs> you know, it's going to be bothered with the effort of setting well, that it, thing up every time
1: I've got the Oculus Quest 2 which is wireless and that's fantastic because it's got its own internal storage so it's got the yeah. games built into it um, you can plug it into the computer if you want to play VR games from Steam and things but if you just want to play what's on there and the store's very good and actually reasonably priced too so. I would
2: want to play AstroBot,
1: yeah, AstroBot well, and Tetris places. Effect
2: those two games justify that freaking headset
1: so yeah the, the, that's really cool and uh, you know there's a there's a game on there that I show people quite often, which actually, is quite challenging. You know
2: yeah. PS5, you have AstroBot built in. That is yep. actually the 3D platform that they've been trying to think of.
0: <laughs>
1: well, yeah, it's designed. It does to show get off kind of system. challenging,
2: but it's short. It shows off the controller pretty well. Like, there's a whole bunch of little curios- curiosity things there. It changes stuff up a lot. It's very easy to understand straight out of the box. Yeah. It has a lot of nostalgia for anybody who may have. So the thing—I Did- think most of the people that we would know personally would have had some exposure during their school years at the very least, and would have some yeah. nostalgia with that. They just didn't pursue it as a hobby afterwards, which is also fair enough. Yeah. So the sheer amount of like nostalgia—slight um, spoiler for like the very end of that game—is, but it, there is a bit where you fight the fucking T Rex in the PS One demo disc, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's glorious.
1: Yeah. Well, I know my brother, he, he's been in lockdown, obviously, and he's up near Sean, lives up there, there, and I sent him up my old um, 360, so he had some games to play and something to do, and the first thing he did was he grabbed a whatever version of Tony Hawk he could on the 360, and he was back reliving Tony Hawk days, and I could see by his uh, login. On, on Xbox Live that that's that live was, you can see yeah, where he's yeah, playing he's yeah. just been playing Tony Hawk whatever Tony Hawk he got a hold I think I, I might have had like American Wasteland or one of them on there or Tony Hawk 4 maybe and he was just been hammering that because you know that's what we played as kids and he hadn't, hadn't played anything since you know so
2: yeah actually you know what I can throw all the games in the world and it is partly matching. So, for example, the Tony Hawk is not something I would rec- recommend no, to no. but If You know, somebody who played a lot of arcade stuff or specifically skateboarding, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the main... It's lockdown. Lockdown is what is going to get people into games. Yeah. Mm. It's that the... is what's going to create the patience for it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because you got nothing. You're going to throw down the, and the control there. and
2: be like, I haven't got time for this. And then, like, 15 minutes,
1: meekly come back going, Yes, I do. I can't go. Yeah, outside. I, I can't do anything else. So, may as well. I've walked yeah,
0: around I my yard I'm, um, and I'm back. All right, let's do it. Somehow
1: that. watched all of Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving all these TV series for when I have um, an operation on my arm. So, I've got a heap of Netflix there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I think that's probably... We've covered a fair bit there. Um, hmm, yeah.
2: For now I'm There are games out Netflix there. Netflix gaming that's going to come down. Is that going to be what does it? Is the comfort of it being on Netflix going to be...
1: I think... Well, that's going to be mobile-based. Uh, and I think mobile... Well, essentially mobile games-based is what they said to start with. So, I mean, mobile games can be very easy to get into. I just don't like the way they go about making their dollars. Oh, my
2: God. So, instead of only playing... Um, God of War like I actually download like they released a freaking near game on mobile Did they? and it looks like oh. they made a decent amount of effort to it but oh my gosh it started like throwing daily rewards and like the combat system seems to be playing itself and I was like yeah
1: no no
2: I don't think I want to do it, it also doesn't help that I finally actually have time which also means I'm not in a train so I'm not going to sit there and play on my phone yeah. when I actually have the option of using the TV but yeah I'm sitting there going no no <laughs> god I hate yeah.
1: games that are free yeah, well, that's it. They they really, um, really get nasty now on mobile. Some of them are, like
2: I I mu- I was happy with the era where was like you could pay five bucks for a full thing, and now it's like most of the people aren't going to pay anything if they see a price tag. But we're going to like trick a few people into spending five hundred dollars.
1: Mm. Yeah, some um with an unlocked phone, that kid gets hold of and buys six hundred candies <laughs> or something.
2: Yeah. All right, anyway, we should maybe switch the topic back from just shitting on
1: mobile games. Shitting on mobile <laughs> games. <laughs> it is very easy. All right, we'll give everyone one last chance. One one game that you think could bring someone into gaming. We've got nothing left. Um, mm. oh, I, I hey, I'm giving sure lots of stuff. Go Sean caught. first, I need to think. Uh, Go Sean.
0: Um, Mario Kart.
2: I feel like everybody's already playing
0: Monocards yeah, well, somehow. Maybe, we'll, well, maybe but we're, we're talking about non-gamers. I mean,
2: you are. So, I baby. mean, yeah.
0: you know, it's it's a very forgiving racing type in that, you know, basically if you are last, it will do everything that it can to help you get to first and yep. then it'll fuck you up with a blue shell, but it will get you to first at least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: That, that rubber banding AI. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Unless you're completely terrible and drive around backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Which some children are known to do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it's, 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 it's the sort of game where, you know, obviously as you play it more, you, you will get to the more difficult races. But from the beginning, you know, between just the, the basic driving of it, you know, and and the rubber banding AI it is very forgiving and um, you know it it can be then a gateway to say from Mario Kart to your Forza Horizon style games you know which are still arcadey but you know they got a bit more realism to them and whatever Um, yeah that's just my thought
2: Tim yeah I want to say audio stuff
0: oh Cool, like we either. may
2: have gone... I, I haven't played it in a while. I may have gone to the point where I don't know if it actually plugs into streaming services. We may have, like, gone past it if it requires... it yeah, no, it, it, it only uses drive. MP3. See, we may have actually gone past its use-by date in that yeah. regard because I don't know how many people are going to have MP3 MP3 folders on their computers anymore. No, no. In which case, um, probably anything... Well, not anything, but a good number of bit-trip tri- bit stuff... Yeah. Runner 2 is really good.
1: Yeah, not as simple cool. charming
2: it would actually have the um platforming sensibility about it, but it I mean it is like largely um like rhythm matching.
1: Yeah. I I want to say um something like a tower defense game, like defense grid, something like that. Um uh, even uh, the Pixel pixel Junk had a good one. Pixel Junk, yeah. Yeah, um, but I think the, the Defence Grid ones are really good in that, you know, it's the sort of game you can rewind if you stuff up, it, you know, it lets you think laterally about what your towers do and where they're going to go, and it eases you into each tower. So, you know, the first six levels are just learning what each tower does, so it, it guides you very gently into things, and then you know, you know... It's come almost that you know, paper, scissor, rock, kind of strategy where you've got to, You've got to have the right the right uh, tool to beat the right enemy, and and um, you know, and it's just money management essentially in the end. But it's it's the sort of game that's very satisfying to play. It's it's it leads you into it very well, and I think you know it, it adapts to mobile, it adapts to console, it adapts to PC, regardless of the control scheme, it it works. So I think it's, that tower defense genre is a very good one to introduce people to basic strategy gaming. I'm surprised we didn't touch um, very many um,
2: puzzle games, actually. I'm now thinking Baba is You. Yeah? Which is a hard game, but, like, conceptually, it's to, to do with your own creativity more than, like, mm-hmm. dexterity, so. Yes. And All it's right. such a curious, interesting thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think there needs to be a hook in the game, too. Whether it be a simple mechanic that's addictive, or you know, a, a wild and wonderful concept and or story that that drags players in, you disappointed that you just cannot bring Tropico up here. Oh no, I definitely know Tropico is not for. It's probably not for it's most people. It's just for me. That's it. I surprised understand. Surprised you never mentioned um, Forza Horizon. No, I think I think Forza, you know, naturally car games. People understand it, press button make a car go. Yeah, people understand the concept of a car, um, but I would probably think something more arcadey than Forza. Forza Horizon straddles that line between arcade and sim quite well, um, but I think for someone starting out, they'd probably look at something a bit more arcadey than that. Maybe the Hot Wheels this is game not that coming out. No, there isn't. There isn't really anymore. more. Um, you know, Hot Wheels arcades coming out. Um, that might be something worth playing. Like I played that with the kids, and that's it's another Mario Kart style experience, I guess. But yeah, all right then. I think we've we've plumbed the depths of games to get people interested. So if you know, if you have friends sure we, and family out there, <laughs> I'm going to think yearning. of like ten things a second. We oh, as, as, as soon as of, we finish this, there'll be a hundred games to think of. Uh, but you know, I think now's the time if you've got that gaming. A non-gaming friend and and uh, or, or family member, perhaps. You know, lockdown's a really good time to try and convince them over to the dark side. I mean, side, if it's so the right speak. person, it could even be Mass
2: Effect. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of, I should go and play more of that. Uh, <laughs> I'm up to the suicide run again in Mass Effect 2 So <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, then we might leave it there, Sean. Where yes. can we find you? What have you been doing? You know the drill.
0: Uh, yes. So everyone finds all my work at, uh, player two on the Twitter. You can find me at Sean hub. Um, I'll have the review for Jupiter hell coming up very soon. Um, maybe even by the time this podcast goes live also look out every week. I think it's going to be Wednesdays that it's scheduled for, uh, my new catch co-op series where I enlist my children to, uh, Join me for some couch co-op gaming to show off some of the some of the games that are currently on Xbox Game Pass that you can play in lockdown with your kids or just, you know, with your significant other. Excellent,
1: excellent. And the first episode was the Ascent. Which, funnily yes. enough, is probably not appropriate for young kids. But no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no Sean.
0: Some, some like it's it's going to vary in age groups. Like, um, so like it'll be a mixture of both of my kids. I've got a I've got an almost thirteen year old and an almost eight year old. So, depending on what uh, age group the game's
1: targeted at, is is going to tell me? Yeah. yeah, excellent, excellent. Well, you can watch that on Player Two, Tim.
2: Yeah, you can find me on this podcast. Very <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> And the occasional
1: review. I, that I've got a couple of things I'm thinking about at the moment, but nothing actually lined nothing up. Nothing actually. It's a bit quiet at the moment for reviews, too.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I, the one thing I was after got delayed until next month as well, so...
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. And you can find me at huso 81 uh, player Player2AU, my cooking series has finished maybe maybe um, depending I do want on to it.
2: know legitimately how much fun versus stress has this been would actually, do this it actually this kind of thing again
1: I would I would do it again it wasn't too bad once, once I, the first one was a bit stressful but uh, once I sussed it out it's, it's not much different from doing a podcast, really. I've just got to talk more. Um, but Remember to look at the camera. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much the the big gist. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I did my last. The last recipe was my choice, and it was barbecue low and slow ribs. And it's something I really like to cook, so that was a We're fun one. I'm going to lose you
2: so to food. You're going <laughs> to lose you so to foodie YouTube,
1: which is, yeah, foodie I'm sure, a thing with probably shocking numbers of... Oh, yeah, there's way more money That's in nice it right. than games. <laughs> Everybody eats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: hey, head over to un-watching. Player 2 and check out everything we do. And you can still win a bottle of the hot sauce of Oblivion. There's one more up for grabs. Thank you for joining me and Tim and Sean Yo. on this episode of the Player 2 Pixelcast. Uh, we'll catch you in a couple of weeks. And until then, try and convince someone you know to play video games because it's fun
2: pick the game based on them
1: <laughs> yes
2: don't do it the other way around don't be a dick i am now looking at i just wrote cooking into youtube and i'm seeing a lot of shit with like 12 million views 50 million yeah, views. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So i was like, pretty happy if with i could it. get my if i could get my meatball recipe